Hello and welcome to episode 102 of Christians in Our Soup. We're a weekly podcast by two of God's peculiar people, about God's peculiar people, for God's peculiar people. Proving that life is simply not as black and white as some would have us believe, but that sometimes life gets real and doesn't fit into any boxes, no matter how hard we try. Welcome to your listener. We're at episode 102. Bramwell, good to be back with you again. How's your week been, mate? Hello. That was, yeah, it's been good. As I, I had to laugh as you were doing that <laughs> because Thanks, my Wi-Fi dropped out just as you were to say soup. It ended up coming out as oop. <laughs> it's Christians in our oop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Answers on the postcard. Yeah, I was going to say there are a number of ways we could take that. <laughs> number of number of directions uh, so yeah the, the worldwide tour from last week that's not that's never yeah. going to happen has <laughs> no. now become the christians in our oop, yeah. oop tour yeah uh, or maybe maybe that's the support act we still haven't got a support act. no that's so, true no one's come back with a support <laughs> act for the for the tour that isn't happening have they no that's so very maybe true. maybe that's the uh, yeah the support act is the christians in our oop <laughs> <laughs> oh life gets scary sometimes doesn't it but it, it does, does get real amen yeah. <laughs> from the pla- from the planet poop but anyway yeah. let's carry on <laughs> Quick, been, fella. quick, move on. <laughs> yes, um, recover yes. this quick. <laughs> it's been good. It has been good. Do I dare mention the football? No, I don't. So let's carry on. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you what did go through my mind, brother. We said before we recorded last week, um, are we going to talk about it? Um, and of course, we never did. Because um, I think I'm right in saying that this time last week, we'd just beaten Germany. So, uh, and we, we didn't mention that. Uh, I will be honest, talking about that, I really well you saw some of the things that I put up on Facebook I just didn't have the confidence that we were going to beat the Ukraine <laughs> certainly not in the way that we did I mean it was emphatic it was probably one of the best performances I've seen from an England team <laughs> in in uh, in my lifetime um and the thing that got me and I think uh, you know I did put this up on Facebook the thing that really got me was we'd scored a goal and we then went out to try and score more I know. You know, one of the biggest frustrations I think I've had as an England fan um, throughout my life is that more often than not, we have a tendency to score a goal and then sit back on it um, and, and not close the game out. We, we don't seem to be very good at that. Uh, but this time around, we really went at it and it was a great mm. performance and a good win. And it fills me with a certain degree of confidence for what, as we record, is tonight's match against Denmark. Exactly. Yeah. So um, having said the, that, by the time this goes out, we'll be in the final and it will be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. See, that's the level of my confidence. <laughs> I admire that, brother. I admire that. Um, I, get, I, I do think probably tonight's is going to be the toughest game we've faced so far. And the reason I say that is because, of course, Denmark have been galvanised by the unfortunate incident with Christian Eriksen um, yes. at the start of the tournament. And as a team, they have come together so incredibly well as a team and a nation uh, after what happened and they've really gone for it and they've got that little bit of extra motivation and so yes. it will be interesting to see of course on the upside we're at home in front of potentially a home crowd uh, so you know in theory at least we ought to have the upper hand but hey who knows the only slight disappointment having watched last night's semi-final i say last night in terms of when we we're recording this on, on wednesday <laughs> lunchtime um and said to me as we were watching the match last night who would you rather see get through and i said well to be honest i'd rather see spain get through because spain have missed a hatful of chances in most of their matches and don't seem to be particularly brilliant uh, in front of goal um, mm. they sort of tripped through the knockout stages and I really valued our chances should we win tonight um, against Spain rather than Italy. Italy have just played consistently well, really, uh, yeah. throughout the tournament. Um, so should we get through tonight? I think, you know, we can't take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, bridges to be crossed. 
bridges to be crossed. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'll just give our apologies to everybody else that's listening that's not from England. <laughs> yes. Apologising <laughs> to all our American friends who have got absolutely no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> because they don't believe in... Fo- their football was a funny-shaped ball rather yeah, than Yeah, that's the one, else. wasn't it? Yes, and, yes. Uh, na- now we've probably just lost all our listeners in America. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you've just wiped out 50% of our listenership in one we, we, we lost all our listeners in Wales as soon as we started mentioning England. So, that's probably uh, true, yes. It's, it's left to me it's, and you now. Yeah, I was going to say, just the two of us now, brother. <laughs> so let's try, let's try and get this back. <laughs> oh, mate. So how's your week been? Oh, it's been interesting. It's been very interesting. Um, I won't won't say too much at this stage because we're still very much at the... Um, at the, the, the looking stage, but I will say that our, um, our journey forward with the Lord has taken quite a significant twist in the last four or five days. And as a result of that, we have cast another net yesterday and we wait to see where the Lord leads as far as that is concerned. Now, there's more to come on that, but at this stage, I want to be a little bit careful what we share. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, would value your prayers and the prayers of our Christian uh, listeners uh, as we move forward just to make sure that we are following the Lord's guidance and that mm. from the net that has been cast, uh, we really see where the Lord is placing us uh, and in what roles. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's exciting. We do feel a sense of peace and excitement about it. There's a certain apprehension, as there often is, um, when life takes a twist. But recognising, uh, you know, that, that God is with us every step of the way. And, you know, we, we were talking a bit about this in our quiet time this morning, that uh, in the last four months particularly, both Anne and myself have gone through some incredibly dark days. I think I possibly shared a bit about this last week. Um, we've both gone through some incredibly dark days. But it's amazing to see God pull us through those times mm-hmm. and you know restore us to that closeness of relationship and walking with him. And this last four or five days particularly, maybe five or six days, has just been one of those times where we felt peaceful, we felt excited, Yes, it's a twist that we weren't expecting, but it may not be the complete twist that we initially thought. I know this all sounds rather cryptic and I'll look forward to sharing it in more detail maybe in in, in the coming weeks. But, you know, there is an excitement and an anticipation uh, for what the Lord is doing. Um, So, uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting week. And so this week's top three was your your top three Disney films. Um, and I know, mate, you've got a hat full of feedback to come back. I've I've just had the one from JL Edwards. Uh, interesting uh, thing that's come from him. His first one was The Lion King. But what I found when I was looking at mine was that Disney have actually released two versions of The Lion King. And I think yes. one of them was around about the mid-1990s um, and was pure cartoon. And Mm -hmm. they then released another one in 2019, which is described on Wikipedia as the photorealistic film version, uh, which is one of the ones that I've put in. Um, So that was that was J.L. Edwards first was The Lion King. And it is a great film, I have to say. I love that film. Yes. And Aladdin was his next one, uh, which I haven't seen. So I don't know much about that. And his third one was 101 Dalmatians, uh, which I think I saw many, many years ago, but I've never actually seen the follow up. Yeah, never seen 102 so uh, but there you go that's that's the uh, the feedback there from jl edwards uh, mate you've had quite a bit i believe i have yeah so first of all nick came back with his number one being toy story yep yeah uh, number film. two being jungle book oh, okay which oh, no, i don't right know which thinking, version i was just going to say am i right in thinking that disney released two yeah. versions of that as well so i'm not sure which version i got to admit I saw the new ver- the newer version <laughs> yeah and was absolutely appalled oh really I haven't yet seen that yeah I wouldn't mm. bother um, oh really okay I went into it with this huge anticipation of all the songs and it didn't have them in oh no so I was okay. really let down oh, how can it Real- be Jungle Book then oh, exactly that's my argument yeah, yeah. oh man so okay. no really let down with the uh, remake of Jungle Book yeah and uh, the monkey looks like some sort of scary don't know what but anyway um <laughs> right, okay. and uh i forgot what the monkey's name is from that anyway no i can't uh, remember let's either. Move on. Um, <laughs> yeah go on then. so at number three was beauty and the beast oh okay so yeah so that was nick's three yep then Anne marie yep and she came back with cars oh yeah yeah then little mermaid yep and then she said this ha huh, I love all Disney Pixar collaborations. Monsters Inc. is class two. Okay. So I gather that there wasn't a number three. She just likes them all. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will admit when I went through the list, it would have been very easy to have picked a dozen or 15 or more. Um, yes. From there. So picking a top three. And and like our ice cream flavours, I think if we were to ask the same question next week, the chances are I'd probably come back with at least two different ones. Um, one, I think, will say the same. But, you know, so, yeah, I totally understand that. Exactly. And, you know, I... I, I well, I'll come on to mine later. Um, okay. So I don't want to make it all about me. So <laughs> then Natasha. Yeah. And she had the similar issue with mm-hmm. which ones does she pick? Now, she went... She, her, her all-time favourite is beauty and the beast yeah and i don't know that uh, and and also you know with the lion king so i don't know what beauty and the beast and the lion king look like together but anyway um <laughs> there's a collaboration that, those, those those were her two top number one right. so she decided to sneak two in there um <laughs> she's learning from her husband she is yeah <laughs> she then went for i'll oh, wait for it she then went for the fox and the hound oh my word i'd forgotten that because that's her she said that's her childhood memory yep. one yep and then she was struggling a little bit because and half of the problem is for her because of course she worked for disney of course so yeah she has this huge love of disney films and and everything could she could start naming them off the top of her head we, we even bought okay the disney um trivial pursuit i'd stop what it was called then oh wow okay and yes she's a winner at it all the time right. of course I, but I just play for the love of playing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, going back to Natasha, her third yeah. one ended up, changed this morning oh, okay. to Rise of the Guardians. Oh. Because she said she likes the faith element that's yeah. within that. Okay. Um, so, that was where she went. And that was yeah. after her previous one was Ratatouille. Uh, <laughs> there was a big contrast there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, that was Natasha. And then. My darling daughter, yep. Chloe, uh, I I asked her what her top three was. She then asked her sister, Enya, and she also asked her mum. Right. And she started by giving me the top three and then rubbing them all out and saying, actually, I'm going to send you an email after right. we've had a discussion. Now, I thought this was going to be a family <laughs> conference over the top three. No. What I got... And I hope our listeners are listening now very comfortably with a nice (laughs) cup of tea or something, because she then sent me this email that says this. Tinkerbell, Winnie the Pooh, Christopher Robin, The Muppets, 101 Dalmatians, Frozen, Descendants, Tangled, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Tangled, Tangled, that's on twice, (laughs) Inside Out, Big Hero 6, Wreck-It Ralph, Wally, Magnificent, Mulan, Pocahontas, Lady and the Tramp, Monsters, Inc., Mary Poppins, Bambi, Moonan, up brave hocus pocus coco never seen that one no nope. robin hood peter pan alice in wonderland tarzan jungle book lion king brother bear pinocchio uh, a bug's life the sword in the stone toy story james the giant peach zootropolis hook the little mermaid princess and the frog <laughs> lilo and stitch i've got to get through them i wish you'd ever forgive me the night the nightmare report before christmas santa paws cinderella hunchback and notre dame piglet's big movie we're there awesome what a list. So, yeah, I, I I don't know what they heard in terms of three, but uh, bless them. <laughs> the family conference turned into a mammoth list. That is an awesome list. And I have to say, I've got to say that one of those actually matches with one of my own. Oh, go on then. So stay tuned and I'll let you know when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so those were the ones I had feedback on. Fantastic. Okay. So, yeah. And, and what about yourself, mate? Where did you head to? So, for myself, well, do you know what? I was wrestling. Yeah. I was wrestling because Black Cauldron is my all-time favourite. Right. Because it was the first one that I ever saw in the cinema. Okay. If yeah. I remember rightly. I think I've got this round. No, no, let me get this round the right way. So, Black Cauldron, I... so. Okay, so number two is Peter Pan. Right. And Peter Pan was the first one I ever went to the cinema to see. So it was the first film I ever saw in the cinema with my dad. Yeah. I then won a comp- colouring competition. Oh, brilliant. And got free tickets to go and see Black Cauldron. Oh, fantastic. So that's why they are my one and two. Yeah. Then yeah. number three is Robin Hood. Right. But I have to admit, I was wrestling because... 
I wanted to do my Christmas dinner experience again, where I <laughs> yes. threw in the whole of Star Wars yeah. <laughs> rather than break them all up. Yes. And yeah. potentially the whole of the Pirates of Caribbean as well. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting you talk about franchises because when I went through it, one of the franchises that, that stuck out to me and I remember watching as a kid was Herbie. Oh, yes. And of course, Disney produced the first three. I don't know whether they produced the most recent one. I've got a vague idea that was Warner Brothers, but I may be wrong on that. Don't shoot me down, anyone. But certainly the first three that I can recall were produced by Disney. And, and yeah, I would have loved to have put that in as a franchise. In the end, I didn't. Interesting that you should say what you said about your your number one. And in fact, my number one is the one that matched with the list that Chloe sent through. And it's Bambi. And it's Bambi for the same reason, that that was the very first film I saw in a cinema. And I remember my Mm. grandmother, uh, when I'd gone over to stay with her, taking me to the cinema to watch Bambi. Uh, really the only thing, I mean, I've watched it numerous times since, but the only thing I actually remember, apart from going into the cinema and sitting down and thinking, yep, I've arrived, I've come to a cinema to see a film on the big television. The only thing I really remember about that particular showing was the scene where Bambi's mother gets shot and killed. And I just remember bursting into tears and crying um, and, and crying my eyes out in the cinema. But but yeah, so that was my first cinema experience was watching Bambi. So that had to be there. No No two ways about that. I made reference to it earlier on, The Lion King, but for me, the 2019 photorealistic version. I've seen bits of the cartoon version, but the let's refer to it as the film version to keep it simple. Um, the film version for me is absolutely phenomenal. It's brilliantly put together. It's brilliantly shot. Yeah. Um, all the songs are there and it, it just it takes nothing away from the original. For me, it just is a massive improvement. And I have to say, in my own humble opinion, the vast majority of sequels that come out um, uh, of the cinema don't very often improve on the original, whether they're a remake or whether they're a following on or whatever, they, they very rarely improve on the original. For me, The Lion King 2019, that filmed version, really for me was a massive improvement and it's great and we watch it over and over. And keeping the animal theme, <laughs> my third one, and I was reminded of this because we watched it uh, the other evening, was uh, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, 2005. Oh, yeah. And it was a brilliant, brilliant and fairly faithful retelling of that famous C.S. Lewis book. And just watching it the other day and seeing that actually filmmakers can get hold of something with a Christian message and produce it accurately, sensibly, without taking anything away from the message. It's a faithful retelling from the book. Um, and the the, uh, the cast are fantastic. I It's one of those films where uh, if I see another version now, whether it's a previous one or whether there's another one that comes out in the future, I'm going to struggle to see past this particular version because the casting was so right. The actors and actresses in it were brilliant. You know, the voice of Aslan, spot on. Tilda Swinton played the White Witch. She was outstanding in that role. Um, so, yeah, fantastic film, faithful retelling. That was my number three. So number one, Bambi. Number two, The Lion King, the film version. And number three, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe from 2005. Uh, but I had great fun looking through it. And, you know, like we <laughs> said with a number of others, it would have been so easy to have produced a much longer list. But great fun. Um, so we'll look forward to another top three next week. And I'll be honest, I haven't got it in front of me, so I've got no idea what's going up. Um, so, uh, but we'll put those no, out on, uh, on, on Sunday evening and uh, we'll, we'll uh, look forward to that. But mate, shall we move on to the serious bit? <laughs> you and I ever actually move on to a serious bit in this podcast? Because we were saying before we started recording, weren't we, that we spend so much time laughing together, which is always a good thing. But, but this week, it's an interesting topic that we, we're going to be talking about and sharing about. And just to give any listeners who are new to the show a bit of background uh, on this. Uh, a while ago, I was living in an environment where one of the community members was actively looking for everyone to head out onto the street corners, uh, to go into the local park and take over the bandstand and do this incredibly bold, brash, evangelistic, shouting the gospel from the proverbial street corner thing. My issue with it was, and to a certain degree, but lesser now perhaps than at the time, hold on a second, 
you need to be careful that we're actually not all gifted in that area. We're not all gifted as evangelists. Um, I'll come back to a couple of the scriptures that I have in, in mind to that maybe a bit later on in the discussion. My my initial views were, yes, we're all called to be witnesses, but are we all called to be evangelists? Are we all gifted as evangelists? And I wasn't convinced on that. I don't find it a naturally easy thing to do to go and stand on a street corner or on the village green or whatever um, with a Bible in one hand and a megaphone in the other and preach the word. That's not in me. So we, I raised, raised this with you all crumb several months ago, I think now, didn't I? Um, yep. And said, what about it? And at the time we put it down, uh, quite rightly so, uh, because of one or two things that were going on at that point in time. But that's what we're going to be having a look, uh, a look at over the coming few moments. Um, we did put this up on social media and we've got a couple of folk uh, feeding back. So I just want to run through these fairly quickly um, and just get thoughts on these. And then, uh, Bramwell, I'm going to hand over to you. Um, mm-hmm. to, to lead us into to our discussion. So Colin Bennett was the first person to to feedback. He said, great question. We're not all called, to, sorry, we are all called to be witnesses, but not all are gifted as evangelists. We are all expected to make disciples, but some of us are naturally super more effective. Evangelism is a topic. So he was fairly, um, you know, fairly blunt on that. We're not all, we are all called to be witnesses, but not all are gifted as evangelists. Um, Rupert was next. He said, witnessing should come naturally to every believer as a result of our faith, whereas evangelism is a gifted ministry that results in proactive witness resulting in decisions for Christ. Now, that I find incredibly helpful. I did what I often do with these things, and and I went away and did a bit of research from various blog sites and so on uh, on the internet and pulled up a few and i've got some of those which i'll come back to later on which kind of go through this whole witnessing yes it's a natural thing it's a whole life lifestyle uh, thing and evangelism comes out of that um so i kind of like that thought and then carla was the last piece unless you've had any yourself mate no nope, not at all okay so just uh, just this one from carla then and she said witnessing is possibly a personal thing maybe a testimony whereas evangelism is sharing the gospel and that was something, again, which came through in some of the research that I did um, earlier on, but I'll maybe come back to that. So, Carla, witnessing is a personal thing, a testimony maybe, whereas evangelism is specifically sharing the gospel. Um, so that was the feedback that we had. Mate, what, what are your opening thoughts? Okay, where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, for me, evangelism and witnessing are, are two different things. Yeah. However... I believe that we are called to do both. Okay. But there is a difference between evangelizing through the Great Commission yep. and evangelizing as a gift. Sure. And so, yeah, that's my opening thought. I'm going to leave it there for a minute. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. I like the idea of splitting the evangelism kind of down the middle and looking at it in two different ways. I look forward to coming back to that um, in a moment. I, I just want to share, and this was uh, a message that uh, I brought to a church uh, in North Wales when we were living up here um, 10 or 11 years ago, where I looked at the whole um, aspect of witnessing. What is it? Who does it? Why? And when? And I'm not going to bring the whole message because we haven't got time for that. And actually, listeners, I think one of the previous podcasts if you head over to the website uh, podpage.com forward slash christians hyphen in hyphen our hyphen soup um scroll through the past shows the chances are you'll find it i think i've put it up as a as a sermon uh, on a past podcast uh, but just very briefly want to run through this uh, and this was the thoughts that the lord gave me on witnessing at that time what is a witness came up with a definition maybe not brilliant but if you can come up with a better one please do get in touch with us and let me know an advert for christ designed to make people want to use the product and then by a number of different ways firstly what we say and how important it is to think before we speak secondly through what we do and looking at the fact that actions speak louder than words um, and asking the question are we actually living out what we say we believe words are one thing but are we actually living out what we say we believe and thirdly the whole thing our whole lives should be a witness to having that relationship and the value of having that relationship with jesus christ so an advert for christ designed to make people want to use the product by what we say what we think and how we live who is a witness 
all of us that's not rocket science i don't think you know uh, you know i think we're definitely both on the same page as far as that is concerned we're all called to witness and in fact whether we like it or not the fact that we're alive we are witnessing to something whether it's our faith yes a belief the football team we follow or whatever um you know by very definition of the fact that we're here and we're alive um, but scripturally we're all called to be uh, a witness uh, the scripture that I, um, that I pulled up for that comes from Acts 1, 6 to 8, and particularly verse 8, when Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Sumeria, and to the ends of all the earth. The difference is that for us individually, that Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria is, you know, our hometown, our home city, our home county, whatever, and, and you know, so on and so forth. Um, so that one's not rocket science. Why? Why do we witness? Well, seven reasons i'm going to just whip through these very quickly firstly we're commanded by christ as we've just heard acts 1 8 secondly out of our love for god um 1 john 5 3 which says in fact this is love for god to keep his commands and his commands are not burdensome well, we've just said that we're commanded to be a witness so out of our love for god we follow that command thirdly out of our love for others you know, if we love other people we want to see them saved so we are going to witness as best we can fourthly we want to see them happy we're told that there is much rejoicing in heaven when somebody comes to the lord um, and our witness should be pointing people towards christ um fifthly circumstances allow us to and i'm sure most if not all of us can point to a place or a time where a given circumstance has allowed us to share our faith and i'm guessing most of us can point to a time where we've followed that through and equally most of us can probably point to a time where we've got home from that point that circumstance and thought oh crumbs if only i'd said whatever um but circumstances will often allow us the opportunity sixthly to build our faith you know faith like a muscle if you exercise it it will grow stronger if you don't yeah. it will become weak flabby and useless um and witnessing maybe in that specific way that is an opportunity for our faith to grow Mm -hmm. um, and seventhly, and I say this uh, carefully and sensitively, especially in current times, um, there was once a time when particularly England and, and potentially the UK was often regularly referred to as a Christian country. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that it was probably by the strict definition of the word right to have even used it, that definition back then, let alone now, but to counteract you know the negativity uh, the phrase i've used is to counteract this country's moral decline well yeah i understand the sensitivity around that and so wanted to be yeah. a bit careful with that but you understand what i'm getting at you know to counteract the negativity um within the nation where we are then we share our faith uh, and lastly when should we witness again scripture's pretty clear on that 1 peter 3 15 says but in your hearts revere christ as lord always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have but do that with gentleness and respect so mm -hmm. um, you know who what why when of, of witnessing now i recognize within that and this was one of the things that came to light as i was looking at various bits and pieces um this morning before we came on air that actually the more you look at all of that and some of the bits within that evangelism becomes almost a bubble within that witnessing and that was something that yes. you hinted at a few moments yep. ago so do you want to pick that up mate yeah definitely um and uh yeah i would totally agree with that just uh, jumping back a little bit into witnessing um yeah. you know the scripture acts 1 8 yeah i uh, that was where i started yeah um as i was looking at this and the word witnessing actually in the greek is martyr right and so and the word martyr you know, we all have a martyr being someone who is going to lay down their life for something. Yeah. yeah. And that fits with scripture because we're all called to be a living sacrifice. We're all called to take up our own cross. We're all called yeah. to, you know, so we are called when we become a follower of Jesus, we are actually called to lay down our life for the cause, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, absolutely. And how can we do that if we're not living it out and not being a total witness yeah. for that? Yeah. So we are we are all called to be a living sacrifice we are all called to be that witness uh for for jesus by what it's transformed our lives yeah you know, we're yeah. not i'm gonna say armchair christians you, know, <laughs> yeah, you cannot be an armchair christian yeah you have to be totally resonating and having i'm gonna say a life life transforming but that doesn't yes. mean no your life has got to be transformed from you know the bottom of the pit to the top of the pit that's, no no that's not what i'm saying but that understanding that acceptance and that heart change of yeah. of walking that out yeah. so you know, we are all called to be a martyr yeah. for 
Christ. And that's very much where the early church was. Yes. You know, the yeah. early church were, no matter what, they witnessed yeah. to the people. Yeah. You know, Peter says in Acts 2.32 that God has raised this Jesus and we are witnesses of this. Exactly the same word. We are martyrs of this. We are, you know, we will die for yeah. this. But also the word martyr does also mean one who is mindful of certain affirmation so it's it's in the mind it's knowing you know when we're a witness in terms of let's say court legal things we actually stand for what we have seen and what we know and to be the truth and that's where you get you know a credible witness or an uncredible witness yeah and an uncredible witness is someone who doesn't totally believe in what they are saying either because yes. none of it is true or they're manipulating the truth um, or changing the truth to suit themselves so yeah being sold out being totally immersed in the life of jesus and believing jesus leads us into being that witness yeah um yeah the stoning of stephen in act seven again there's the whole thing there of witness and what was interesting is within that Paul says later on in Acts 22, then he says, and when the blood of your witness, Stephen, was being shed, I stood there uh, giving approval and guarding the clothes of those who killed him. He recognized after his um, Damascus Road experience, he recognized that Stephen was a witness. Yes. Stephen had had a life changing experience. Yes. So witnessing is about you know and you said it earlier on is about our our life and about yes. living it out and about you know and and that's what we show you know i read somewhere and i can't think where i read it but it's that witnessing is about making the kingdom of heaven visible by testing to its existence yes this is yeah. living it out to make the visible invisible yeah and that's very much yeah that's very true the kingdom of heaven is theoretically invisible but through us, you know, Jesus came to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Yep. And through us, we are to continue that. How do we do that? That there was a whole load of, of things that we could do. You know, loving one another you know, yeah. is the, the second greatest commandment yes. um, yep. that Jesus gives us. We are to love one another. That's showing the kingdom of heaven. That's living out as a transformation witness. Because without Jesus, sometimes with Jesus or with the Holy Spirit, it's very hard to love people. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. that's what we're called to do. I was interested that, you know, the Lord's Supper is part of being a witness. Yes. Because, of course, you don't engage in the, in the Lord's Supper if you're not a witness, if you don't believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Sharing testimony is part of a witness. And one of our uh, feedbacks earlier on was about that yep. and sharing, yep. sharing our testimony. Yeah. Uh, testimony sharing is not evangelism. And that's, you know, for me personally, that's really clear. Yep. Yeah. Moving on, evangelism is the sharing of Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. Yeah. And calling people to to, calling people to faith, basically. Yeah. Living out a good life is not evangelism, and that then comes to James two fourteen about faith without works. Yeah. We don't have to do good things to earn salvation. We already gain that. Yeah. Yeah. But when we have faith. We cannot just keep it to ourselves. Mm. We have yeah. to live that out. Yeah. That living out is where the faith without works comes in. Yeah. It's a daily thing of living out as a witness yeah. all the time. Yeah. And within that passage that James um, it talks about, you know, the fact that Abraham was a witness in offering Isaac. Yes. Offering Isaac wasn't evangelistic offering isaac was a witness to yes. trusting god absolutely and saying yeah. okay yeah. i'm sold out for you yeah i'm gonna do what you say yeah rahab was a witness yes in receiving the the israelites in yeah. and then sending them out a different way and protecting them yeah, yeah. so she was a witness that wasn't evangelistic that sure. was witnessing yeah so to, for me witnessing is that everyday thing that we cannot escape if we are not living out daily yeah. and people are not seeing something in our lives that is different yeah then we're not witnessing yeah, and then absolutely. i would challenge and say are we really saved yeah but that's sure. another topic for sure <laughs> yeah yeah just just want to pop something in there one of the things that i looked up uh, this morning when i was getting ready for today this comes from legionnaire.org 
And they say this, knowing the distinction between witnessing and evangelism keeps us from confusing the two. Giving our testimony of how God saved us and his blessing us is a good thing, but is not evangelism. Living in holiness witnesses to the work of Christ's spirit, but is not evangelism. Evangelism takes place only when we share the message of Jesus' life, death and resurrection. And that's why I was coming back to what you were saying a moment ago. And then call people to trust in him alone. Yes. So they draw a fairly distinct thing but you've still got these two overlapping circles where one is living the lifestyle and the other is that out of living the lifestyle opportunity then comes to actually share the life of jesus death and resurrection yes and at that point you're then calling people to to make that decision on that yeah definitely and that's where for me then the two go hand in hand in a way with the great commission yeah, because with the Great Commission, just reading this from Mark 16, yeah, Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. It's very clear for me, I, I believe that that is for everybody. That's yeah. not just for a certain type of people. Yeah. And it's not just for the disciples. Then that is our commission that once yeah. we believe we are to then go and share. Now, we share that through witnessing. Yeah. And I totally stand by that. But we're told very clearly to go and preach the gospel. Now, I think it's that yeah. word preach that yeah. really makes people panic because <laughs> yeah. either they panic or they turn around and go, well, I'm not a preacher. Yeah. Well, yeah. OK. Yeah. I I, I get yeah, that is a, another gift in itself. But the word preaching actually means to herald uh, yeah. in this passage. Yeah. It means to herald. You know, the um, the blah, blah, what were they? Angels. Yes heralded that, that that jesus was born to the shepherds yeah yeah, yeah so sure. were they being evangelistic yes they were sharing that jesus was was born they were yeah. sharing the message the good news yeah that's what evangelism is it's sharing the good news does that need to be done on a street corner no yeah agreed yeah that is done and that can be done very simply yeah. through our testimony yeah and i learned this at college that you can share your testimony and very easily just share basically a life story yes and miss yeah. jesus out completely apart yeah. from saying i found him yeah well yeah whoopie do in all honesty yeah. <laughs> yeah and and so for me it made a big impact because i then started to change my testimony around and i start in the middle whenever I give my testimony right. um, of when I met Jesus. And then yeah. I look back and then yes. I look forward. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it, and that way I can then use my testimony to then say, this is what Jesus did in my life. And he can do the same in your life. Yeah. I'm giving you that opportunity. And that's then turning my testimony into an evangelistic testimony. Yes. Yeah. And again, that's, it's, it's, it's actually simple yeah but for some people yeah. i appreciate it's 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 difficult and i'm not i don't want to you know say to anybody that oh if you haven't done that you're totally in the wrong and you're not living this out sure. because yeah that's you know that's where a lot of a lot of people and i've seen this and i've yeah. heard this as well that you know people feel like they're almost second-rate christians because yes. they're not yeah. evangelizing yeah you know it's it's to be encouraged that through your testimony you can yeah. then say to someone this is because jesus yeah. died rose again and ascended yes that's it yeah you know that's that's evangelism in its simplicity and then there are different forms of evangelism through that but ultimately we are i believe we are all called to evangelize because we are all told in the horrible english translation of this <laughs> preach the gospel yeah which yeah you know, is is just terrible i hate the english language it's, at times um <laughs> it's not the best <laughs> so we're all called we are all called to evangelize but we are not all called to go and stand on a street corner we are all called to share the good news of jesus but that doesn't mean it's on a street corner and on sunday in fact this came to a clarity for me and it made me really think about because we were doing this sure that there is there is that clear difference between us all being called to evangelize mm -hmm. and the gift 
of evangelism. I'm glad you raised and that. The, <laughs> the gift of evangelism is totally different. And what was said on Sunday really struck a chord with me. And a lot of people have said to me, oh, Bramwell, you're an evangelist. You're you. And, yeah. and oh, I see the gift of evangelism in you. And I don't. I honestly right. don't see it in me at all. Yeah. You know, the other month we were out on a <laughs> we, we were asked to go and meet up with an ev- a street evangelist yeah. um, in Swansea and we went and I honestly didn't know what to expect. I've not done any direct street evangelism, so to speak. Right. However, I suddenly realized and I before I knew where I was, I was being I'm going to say sucked in, but not in a <laughs> negative way into yeah. street yeah. evangelizing. Yeah. And I was walking up to people on the street and and just saying, you know, Jesus loves you. Do you want yeah. to know more? Or I mean, that's basically simplistic, but that was yeah. what I was doing. Yeah, and actually had some amazing conversations. I then reverted back to some of the stuff that we've been doing in Blind and Mice in the past, um, taking round uh, at Christmas, taking round the, uh, the the what was it, the pop up Christmas around. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 standing on the back of a trailer and giving the gospel message. That yeah. was if that was actually street evangelism, and I yes. just you know it was in an organised way. Yeah. So I suddenly realised, okay, maybe I am called to be an evangelist. Maybe I'm just not aware of it. But the gift of evangelism, and this is what was really summed up on Sunday, is somebody who, when they read a scripture, sees an evangelistic message in that scripture. Yeah. Somebody who can walk into a shop and turn anything into an evangelistic message. So I can't remember what the example he gave, but the example I'm going to use is that you see a teddy bear on the shelf and you can turn that into an evangelistic message to somebody that's standing there. Yeah. That's the gift of an evangelist that you can turn anything around into that message of then sharing the gospel with someone because that's how they pump. That's their heart. That's their lifeblood. Yeah. Is to, is to, to share that Jesus died, rose again, and ascended into heaven for each one of us and to bring people to faith. Yeah. And I admire people that can do that totally. I'm on that road where I feel that God is potentially calling me more and more into this sort of thing. Yeah. I would also say that I believe that God has planted in me at times different gifts and has accelerated those gifts at different times. Yeah, there's been a period of time where I was, you know, teaching a lot sure and i was spending a lot of time teaching there was a time when i was exercising prophetic gifts a lot yeah yeah there have been those moments in time and i believe now that god has given me a time and a season for evangelism what he wants me to do in the future i've got no idea evangelism has been you know the biggest in a way the biggest fear of my life because i do not like being a center of attention and to be an evangelist you have to do that at times and you have to be brave enough to just walk up to people and say blah yeah jesus loves you do you know this you know let me give you this you know can i bring you to faith all those sorts of things yeah but it's also about building relationships yeah and that's it absolutely again of the witnessing you build a relationship and then you give them the gospel message as you build that relationship you get to know that person you get to, they get to trust you you know and it's very yeah. it, it's it's not and that comes back to then i feel the great commission that's not a yeah. heart pumping blood thing sure that's yeah. doing yeah. life you do yeah. life you build a relationship yeah. oh can i tell you about jesus yeah that's witnessing so yeah that was a that was a lot in the end that's but, great um, no i love it mate i love it i love it and i really appreciate it here's here's the thing for you then uh, someone that I know oh, here we go. known for <laughs> <laughs> someone someone that I've known uh, now for a little over thirty years has been incredibly faithful and very very good at carrying tracts with them. Now, for yep. any of our younger listeners who aren't sure what a tract is, a tract is a small piece of paper, sometimes a small booklet, which carries a, a very direct gospel message, which does talk about Christ, his death, his resurrection, and potentially holds um, a, a prayer of conversion at the end of that tract, at the end of that booklet. This particular person has been incredibly faithful at carrying these things with them and at given opportunities handing them over to random strangers it may be um check out people in shops it may be people that they bump into in the streets and saying this is about the lord jesus christ just want you to know about this and then moving on evangelist or witness Ooh. <laughs> wow 
Good question. Um, <laughs> it could have warned me about it. All right, let, let, um, let, me, let me put that into a more personal context. I, I've said, and, and you know, we, we've talked about this before, I have never felt that call to go and do the on the street with the Bible and megaphone thing. Certainly not yep. uh, as a lone person. Um, you know, as a youngster, I did uh, with a team with YWAM many, many years ago. But it's not something that I've ever felt completely comfortable and certainly not specifically called to do in that respect, in that form of in, in terms of that direct sharing the gospel message. Yeah. But carrying a piece of paper around with me and potentially handing it over to somebody in the street saying, this is about the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Have a good day. I could potentially feel more comfortable doing. Mm hmm. Witness or evangelist? Yep. I'd say witness. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not giving the complete gospel to them. You're not speaking the complete gospel. That's what an evangel that's what evangelism is. Yeah. Yeah. You're 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 giving them a track and saying, go away and read that. Yeah. And that that then leaves the ownership on them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Now something else that you raised a little bit earlier on, um, and I love that you actually raised it because before I looked into this in greater detail today. Uh, I was very much of the opinion that witnessing and evangelism were two quite distinct things. Clearly, they're not. There is an overlap. However, you said yourself earlier on, and it is something that I believe, that there is a specific gifting of evangelism. And we see it more than hinted at in Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, where it's written, so Christ gave himself, sorry, so Christ himself gave the apostles comma, the prophets, comma, the evangelists, comma, the pastors and teachers and so on to equip his people for works of service. So yep. the evangelist within that list is listed as a separate entity and a very specific yes. entity within that list. You've then yep. also got, and don't worry, listeners, I'm not going to read the entirety of 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 31, <laughs> um, but I'm sure most of you will know and recognize that that is the one body, many parts thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love the slide more contemporary versions of this because you get the the irony uh, that Paul is trying to get across when he wrote it you know if you know if the whole of the body was an eye where would the sense of smell be or whatever you know and, and you get that sort of ironic humor that but but the point is that not everyone is called to be the same part of the body because if they were then the body wouldn't be complete so with those two things in mind for me there is a belief that evangelism is also a very specific gift that may be given to some and not others. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, I definitely agree. Well, I definitely agree in terms of um, what I said earlier. So this, the, the gift of evangelism is the lifeblood of somebody. You know, they yeah. see something and they can turn it into an evangelistic message just like that. Yeah. And, and they're just yeah. talking all the time about, you know, Jesus and about bringing people to Jesus. That's, yeah. that's evangelism. Yeah. For me. So that's where, yeah, that for me is the, is, is the difference, you know, whereas evangelism and it, in fact, I was going to come back to the uh, the scripture we talked about. Uh, no, not scripture we talked about last week, but what we have talked about in terms of Ephesians 6, yes. because yep. we did that whole session on the gospel of peace. Yeah. What's interesting is that the word there for gospel is euangelism. Oh, sorry. Euangelon, um, yes. which means good message and again that's you know if we were to translate that into english is evangelism yeah it's you know so ephesians 6 15 tells us to be ready with the good news yes yeah so to be that's part of our armor if we're not ready with it then we are defeated in part of our armor and but and we need that we need to yeah. be ready to be equipped to share the good news now it doesn't mean that it's pumping through our blood all the time and we're looking for those opportunities but what it does mean is that we are ready to share the gospel message as and when yeah and that can come yeah. through the witnessing yeah for sure for sure i love that um one final thing uh, that i found this morning which ties in with what you've just shared this is from ebible.com and they write this the attitudes and actions of Christians should be such that even if they're not directly spreading the gospel, others who observe them should be moved to notice that they are markedly different in a positive way from the world. 
not because they're calling attention to themselves and saying, look how good I am, but because of the ways in which they conduct themselves and treat others in their everyday lives. Those others would then be prompted to want to obtain for themselves the same sort of peace and joy that they see Christians exhibiting. This in turn should lead them to approach the Christian rather than the other way around, which then provides an opportunity for the Christian to evangelize to that person. In other words, our witness for Christ leads to the opportunity to evangelize. And I think for yeah. me, that's that's been the biggest revelation looking at all of this, because I'd come to this uh, with a, a huge sense of, well, no, they're two, two different things. But actually, the reality is they are very much overlapping circles. And if we're doing our witnessing right, then that should be leading to those opportunities to evangelize. Definitely. And I was just looking up a scripture. Yeah. I'm just finding it. So Proverbs 14.25, and this is where we started in terms of college when we did our evangelism um, week. Yeah. And it says, Proverbs 14.25 says this, a truthful witness rescues lives but one who utters lies is deceitful uh, another version says a true witness delivers souls and that's so true that we walk that out and as we walk that out then people see a difference in us yeah and then we can share the gospel why you know why are you different what is it that makes you different well it's because jesus is in my life yeah yeah absolutely and that's that's it we walk that life of being a witness which then turns into being able to share the gospel that's the great commission yeah to be able to share the gospel message being ready to share the gospel message with each other and yeah i just want to encourage encourage our listeners that yeah don't look at the street corner evangelist and think that's that's what evangelism is it's not yeah that's a gift and that's their gift. Yeah. You know, you can have evangelists. You know, Billy Graham was a great evangelist. Yeah, absolutely. But where yeah. did you find him most of the time? Yes. In a stadium. Yeah. You know, and he was uh, what I would call a pulpit evangelist. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So he was a different type of evangelist. Sure. But that was a gift. That was his gift. Everybody has a different gift. And for some... It isn't that at all. That's not their gift. And thank goodness that it's not. Because if we were a world full of <laughs> gifted evangelists, we would have yeah. a right mess. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So walk out your faith. Be encouraged to walk out the faith. Yeah. In the line of what was said earlier on in terms of being a witness is being a martyr. Yeah. So being strong in your faith, you know, and all of us learn, we keep learning, we keep learning. None of Absolutely. us are perfect. None of us ever will be perfect until we're taken back to glory. No, indeed not. And just keep walking that. We keep learning that. And as we keep doing that, we then start sharing the gospel message or the good news that Jesus came and died and, uh, and rose again for each one of us. And then with that, you can lead someone to Christ. Yeah, yeah, amen. One one thing just to finish, and it, it, it's hit me kind of forcibly, the more we've been chatting and talking about this um, through the show. Um, one of the things in the sermon that, that I mentioned a few moments ago talks about one of the reasons that we witness is to grow our faith, to strengthen our faith. Yeah. And the fact is that as we witness by our lifestyle and our faith therefore grows, we are then given the courage and the strength through the increased faith from our witnessing to evangelize. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, as I had maybe until quite recently, um, and as you've just shared, a lot of people look at one and then the other and go, oh, I can't do that. Yeah, I can, I can do the witnessing because I can live my life, but I can't do the other. Well, actually carry on witnessing yes carry on witnessing carry on being the person that god has made you to be to the yep. people around you and as you do that your faith will grow it will strengthen and you will find naturally for want of a better expression you understand um <laughs> shall i say god given naturally as yes. your faith grows and those opportunities arise 
you will naturally be able to fall into that conversation uh, with that person on the street or wherever um, yep. to share the gospel. So it moves from being a lifestyle that points people to Jesus to you actually being able to specifically talk about that and share the gospel news. Um, so, yeah. Mate, do you know what? We, we said at the start, we wondered how we were going to cope <laughs> with this, but actually it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure. It has. Really, really enjoyed going through this. And uh, we, we also said we didn't want to leave our listeners in any in any doubts or any concerns or whatever. Well, I don't think we've done that because nope. you know we've we've landed on the same page, praise God, you know, and and that's been brilliant to do that. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about what we were saying uh, before we came on air about where we might be going in the future? Uh, we can do if we want. We we looked at this, and and you know, listeners, you'll be aware that we put this out as a hot topic uh, on on social media. But we, we are looking at what are some of the more contentious issues, more hot topics, for want of a better expression, yeah. um, that, uh, that that we can look at and discuss on the show. Uh, Bramwell, you've got a couple in mind that we might be looking at. Yeah, so I was thinking along the lines of the, well, I'd say the ministerial gifts. We've talked about one today, which is evangelism, and looking at some of the others. And, you know, are they still relevant today because there is a stream of thought that some of those things are not relevant for today indeed yeah which then matched up with actually something that you were talking about as well yeah so yeah do you want to talk about that <laughs> oh you mean you're, you're looking got... at me completely yeah, I was, i'm now. thinking what did i say earlier on <laughs> <laughs> you mean is god does god still speak today yes that's that the what one. you were thinking of yeah yeah I mean, yeah so, so for our listeners just to put some context on that uh, I've been catching up um, with uh, a group of guys called Tough Talk and we're not sponsored by them or anything, but I found their channel on YouTube. I found their live streams on Facebook quite recently. Uh, they're a group of Christian guys, predominantly, not exclusively, but predominantly Christian guys um, who are into powerlifting, weightlifting, bodybuilding, that kind of thing. But they're all Christian guys and they do a couple of live broadcasts a week, one on a Tuesday, one on a Friday. And I was catching up with one of those. And the first topic that I heard them talk about, does God still speak today? And as Bramwell, you you know, you've just said there is a line of thought yep. amongst some Christians where that issue, nope, that's not for today, um, amongst other things. Um, so we're going to think through that. We're going to pray about those things over the next couple of weeks as we think about whether it's right to, to look at those. Um, but that's potentially the way we're going. Uh, now, next week, we've got a really special guest that I've been looking to get on the show for a while. Um, now, this guy Oh, don't big been... him up too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know that the relevant person probably won't appreciate being bigged up too much. But what I've got to say, you know, th th this guy has been an amazing friend to Anne and I since even before we moved. We, we had um, contact with this guy. Uh, before we moved to North Wales. He heads up an amazing, uh, and dare I say it in light of our recent conversation just now, uh, a wonderful evangelistic organisation um, <laughs> reaching out to guys all across Wales and beyond. Um, you know, they do stuff online. They're just looking now at how they can start to do things face-to-face -face again uh, with restrictions hopefully being lessened and possibly even removed um, so they're looking at that as well um, so we are really looking forward next week to chatting with cvm cymru's lead john stockley cvm cymru for those of you who are not sure that's christian vision for men and john stockley heads up the uh, the wales branch if you like of cvm of christian vision for men uh, so that's going to be on the show next week uh, either on your podcast player or and i have remembered to put it in and in fact I even re-scripted slightly the script that I sent you to include this. You can also catch it on BMC Radio at 12 o'clock on a Sunday as well. You can. Or, I, and I forgot to tell you this, <laughs> that I've also rescheduled it. So it's at 12 o'clock on a Sunday or it's at 5 a.m. on a Monday morning. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so if you're an early riser on a Monday morning, yeah, catch us, uh, catch us on BMC Radio. And we did BMC have some Radio. people listening last week. Oh, really? Which was amazing. Wow. Okay, that's so, fantastic. Yeah. Good stuff. Anyway, mate, Tempest has well and truly fugited. Um, so uh, we, we probably ought to wrap it up. But really, really looking forward to uh, to chatting with John uh, next week on the show. But sadly, that is all for this week, folks. As always, our thanks for listening. And please do share the show on your own social media feeds with your churches, your friends and your families. You can find us on Apple Podcasts amongst numerous other podcast platforms, of course. And you can subscribe on any of those platforms so that you don't miss an episode. And it'd be great as well if you could leave us a review on any of those platforms, but particularly on iTunes, because it does just help with the prominence of the show if you could do that. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and 
Instagram. And you can email the show at christiansinoursoup at hotmail.com. That's all one word, christiansinoursoup at hotmail.com. Don't forget to check out the website. That's podpage.com forward slash Christians hyphen in hyphen our hyphen soup, where you can catch up with every episode of the show. And you can also leave us your audio feedback by clicking the blue mic button at the bottom of the page. And as we mentioned a few moments ago as well, remember that you can now hear the show uh, twice now, twice a week on uh, Blind and Mice Christian Radio. That's 12 o'clock every Sunday. And if you're an early bird, then do jump up at five o'clock on a Monday morning. That's right, wasn't it? Five o'clock Monday morning. That's right. Yeah, fantastic. Um, And I believe you can now ask Alexa. Um, to play Christian Radio, uh, which is fantastic. Or you can tune in from the web at www.bmcradio. That's all one word, bmcradio.org. So it's www.bmcradio.org. But until we share the airwaves again, it's goodbye from me, Bramwell. And it's goodbye from me, Russ. God bless. God bless. <laughs>